Let's welcome Christian Seving and Uwe Häuser. In a way, Mr. Seving, we, we could probably stop talking because Rainer said it all. You're going to have growth and success. Um, but maybe we do the interview first and then see. Um, after high school, to start this way, you wanted to become a journalist of all professions. And uh, one school, uh, stupidly enough, turned you down. Um, and um, you became a banker. In a way, of course, you chose one profession that has a bad reputation, and then went to another one that today has a bad reputation. And um, you kind of know how to pick them, even in America, how you say in America. But my question is, if you were a journalist, how would you report today on Deutsche Bank? So in a nutshell, <laughs> what would you write? Well, I'm always learning every day because I should have never told you that I wanted to become a journalist. Right? So uh, <laughs> let me think. Um, well, I thought about each and every first question, not about that one. Um, I would say Deutsche Bank is the most significant self-help story in the financial industry. That's how I would describe Deutsche Bank. Right. Um, do you want to expand on that a tiny bit? <laughs> we have the header and the subheader, and is there going to be like an executive summary of that? There is, because, uh, uh, to be very honest, I uh, do believe in, in two or three um, key aspects. Number one, in order to grow what uh, uh, Mr. Esser just said, you need one thing, and this is actually uh, what I learned from the real Mittelstand in Germany, you need a solid foundation. And that's exactly what we did. We have a completely robust balance sheet. We worked hard on that one for the last three years. We have... I think done magnificent progress on that where we were not good in the past, and that is cost discipline. I think in this regard, um, we turned around the company. We have shown a discipline, a commitment to finally steer to those targets which we have given ourselves, which really is a new path for Deutsche Bank. So with a balance sheet completely robust, with costs under control, you have a solid foundation. And then on top of that, being in the most significant economy in Europe, where everybody around the world, even U.S. clients, in particular Asian clients, and obviously the European clients, always tell me, we want to have an alternative to the U.S. banks. I think, therefore, once we have helped ourselves on the balance sheet, we can now start to grow, and this is exactly what we want to do. So that would be the explanation to the header. The expanded version. Um, sometimes with Deutsche Bank, it's the case that just when it seems to get better, there is another problem. Like in, in November, when things really looked up and then all of a sudden uh, state attorneys came and searched Deutsche Bank headquarters under the suspicion that uh, Deutsche Bank was involved in, uh, in money laundering activities. What was your first thought? Well, uh, <laughs> in a nutshell, there's another journalist, a born journalist, just wanted to ask her to uh, do the interview. Um, now, of course, at, at that point in time, it's, it's disappointing. Um, not disappointing, you know, personally for me, but you have 92,000 people who are working every day, who have worked for weeks, months, and years now to restructure the bank exactly into those paths and onto those paths which you just said. We were, I think, also recognized that we are not only on the right way to uh, control our costs. 
I think if you look at the analyst report, they clearly say this bank is from a balance sheet point of view. It is absolutely stable. And we also got the feedback from regulators that our controls have improved, that we are there on the right way. And if you then have these kind of headers, that if you have this kind of incident, then obviously you are disappointed. But to be honest, that is what you have to deal with. And this is all what leadership is all about. So, of course, you're collecting yourself for the first 15 minutes, and then you know what is really behind that. You are cooperating with the prosecutors. And honestly, also that got confirmed by the prosecutors. We do everything, and we have the biggest interest to clean this as, as quick as possible. We think, honestly, that there is no wrongdoing on our side. Let's clarify that as soon as possible, because obviously it hurts reputation. And reputation is the most significant asset you have in the banking industry. And therefore, we do everything in order to get it off the table. But we feel quite confident about it. This, this operation, as far as Deutsche Bank is concerned, went through the British Virgin Islands, if I remember correctly. Um, can an honest bank do business on the British Virgin Islands? I think it is not about the British Virgin Islands. I think it is all about whether you know your clients, whether you have done all checks and balances. And let's also be true here. And let's also be transparent about this one. There are many reasons why people create a trust. And therefore, if you run the right process around it, and honestly, we have done that. And when I took over wealth management, we went through the biggest exercise ever to screen our clients for exactly that, what is always perceived behind that, and that is tax evasion. So I think we have done everything. We have done everything internally. And therefore, if you feel confident about that the controls and processes are in place, then I think you can do this. You should always do something which is in line with our integrity, with our values, and where the controls are obviously 100% living up to the policies and processes, and that is, in our view, the case here. Somehow your life is, is tainted by Deutsche Bank's past. How do you live with the, the constant uncertainty that something else might pop up? You know, I, I think that makes life really interesting, right? I mean, <laughs> I, uh, I, I have to say, I mean, honestly, if, 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 if I wouldn't have the excitement that there is tomorrow potentially a different, uh, a different issue than I initially planned for, it wouldn't be for my personality, it would be absolutely the wrong job. That was the reason, actually, why I wanted to be a journalist, right? Because everything is happening every day at your place. Yeah. Absolutely, and I have to deal with all your answers. Exactly. I mean, what can I do? <laughs> <laughs> but are you sometimes mad at your predecessors? No. No. Um, you know, I think also that you learn that in sports. You never look back. I mean, if I would have looked back at tennis when you are 1-4 down in the third set, then you lose the match. So, I mean, it, it, you know what? You deal with the issues how they come. And by the way, um, I understand people who are potentially disappointed and look back who are only two or three years with the institution. I've been 30 years with one small interruption with Deutsche Bank. And you know what? You just want to make this bank now again a bank which lives up to the standards and which has the reputation which it used to have. And therefore, I'm not looking back. I'm not mad at predecessors. I just want to get my job right. I want to select the right leadership team. I want to have the right management team. I want to have the right values. And I want to have the passion in this bank like it was before. And at the end, you know what? We need to bring pride back to Deutsche Bank. That was the reason why I joined Deutsche Bank.
There was a special thing about being a Deutsche Banker. Not arrogance, that is wrong, but being proud to work for Deutsche Bank. That is something which we need to bring back. And I think we are on the right way. And therefore, those issues like in November do not help at all. But therefore, we have the right management team to get over it, to clean it up and go ahead. What does it do to pride, and not your own, but the organizations, that, for example, the federal financial authorities have sent a special controller into Deutsche Bank? Is that something that concerns you, or is that a person to work with well? You know, if, if, if you have done mistakes in the past, if your processes were not 100% to those standards which regulators uh, expect, if you potentially have promised something and you did not deliver, you should not be surprised if action is taken. So therefore, the most important is, again, that we change the mentality and the culture of the bank. And that means that once we promise something, be it financial targets, be it improvements on the regulatory side, be it remediating issues, be it a service to our clients, I expect that we deliver. And if we don't deliver, the most important thing is that we are honest about it and that we, as early as we can, honestly talk to the person where we made the promise that we cannot deliver in time or in quality because then at least you are transparent, you are honest, and you increase the trust level. Maybe some of you do too, but I keep constantly thinking about what type of a tennis player you are. Obviously forward-looking and, and patient, but are you somebody who, like Alexander Zverev, the currently leading German player just in Melbourne, you, you, you throw down your racket and, until it's broken, or, or you yell, or, or do you just um, maintain your posture and go on? I did that once. Uh, my father picked me in front of all people from the court, and I was suspended from playing tennis for six months, so I learned my lesson uh, with uh, 14. So I would never say that it never happened to me. Um, I was uh, rather a defensive tennis player. Um, I went to the net to uh, receive the congratulation or something. To get also the check. The no, no, no. We, we, we never earned money in tennis, right? But I was rather the defensive one. I was uh, rather the fighter. Right. Um, it seems right now that a lot of people are trying to to sort of get the better of Deutsche Bank. For example, there are uh, former shareholders of Postbank who are suing you. There is even um, the, the Cumex scandal uh, involved Warburg Bank trying to sue you for, for not having paid their taxes, basically. Um, what, does it, what does it feel like that, that there are so many people trying to, or thinking that they could get something out of Deutsche Bank? I don't know. Potentially, they still think Deutsche Bank has deep, deep, deep pockets, right? And uh, we don't have deep pockets. We have sufficient pockets, and we have to invest that uh, um, uh, in, a, in a very serious way. No, uh, to be honest, let's, let's talk about the legal risk. I'm, I'm actually um, very happy about the progress the legal team has done. Karl von Rohr and his team have done a magnificent job over the last three years to clean up our legal uh, issues. You know, I mean, the vast majority of the 20 largest cases, and never forget that, the 20 largest cases make over 90% of our reserves for legal cases. These, these were the key issues. The vast majority have been resolved. Huge work, and therefore I'm feeling also confident that the worst is there really behind us. Now, you said everything to the Warburg story, so I don't need to comment about this one because you have the right interpretation in my view. And if other things they can take our money, I have I thought I'd trust. give you a break at some stage. Yeah, that's good. Um, <laughs> Um, and if other people think they can uh, um, take our money out of our pockets, I think in the meantime we know how to defend ourselves. Right. 
Um, on the other hand, right now, it seems that most of corporate Germany wants you to succeed. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, um, the rage of former times has, has disappeared, and now any CEO you speak to wants Deutsche Bank to succeed. Is that a good thing, or is that, is that um, you know, a, a sign of misery? No. Honestly, I, uh, I'm, I'm deeply thankful exactly for, for that mood we have in corporate Germany. I really do think we would do a terrible mistake if Germany, as the largest economy in Europe, is kind of solely depending on foreign banks to do their lending, their facilitate their overall banking relationship. We have seen that in 2008, and we should never forget that. When you think about banking, always look back 10, or, uh, 10 or 20 years. It always repeats. In the financial crisis in 2008, and I don't disrespect that, but that is normal. The foreign banks were the first ones who actually took away to the off. credit commitments out of Germany. By the way, German banks have done the same when we had Asian crisis in Asia. I mean, that's normal that you kind of then retreat a bit. And if you look at the German economy, if you look at the heart of the economy, beyond the top DAX 30 companies, if you look at the Mittelstand and the Familien and family-owned companies in Germany, 80% of the financing depends on bank facilities. And that will not change. That will go on for the next couple of years at least. So we need a stable banking industry. And therefore, it is not misery. These guys know in corporate Germany how important it is to have a robust and a healthy and an international bank. And therefore, I think they wish um, success to Deutsche Bank. And it's for us uh, absolutely critical to be successful at home I always said that, and I think this is, has been true in the past, and that will be true in the future. There is no bank which is globally successful, which is not dominant in the home country, and that's what we need to be. I think our current finance minister would agree, and, and his top people. Um, are you happy with the way they, they're treating um, Deutsche Bank and the issue of banking in Germany? I'm very happy with the way they look at the financial industry. Finally, the finance ministry is there and is thinking about how can we make sure that we have a healthy financial industry in Germany and that we really provide the basis for an economy which at the end of the day also depends on the financial institutions. In this regard, in my view, they are doing a lot of things right. They are, of course, rumored um, to, to think about um, a merger of two major German banks. Um, <laughs> or even an international or European merger. Um, what do you think about that? You know, I said that, I don't know, multiple times, I have a real task ahead of me, and that is to bring back profitability to Deutsche Bank. I set so out it targets. can then merge with somebody else? No, I never said that. Okay. I said there is a lot of homework for me, and we are on a very good way to do our homework in time, in quality, and to the satisfaction of the supervisory board and our shareholders. And that's my main task. Anything else is beyond that what I'm currently thinking of. So you also don't think about another structure for Deutsche Bank with the holding and, and um, arms that could merge one by one, stuff like that? No, the issue is that a holding, uh, creating a holding uh, company is uh, potentially something which looks nice and may also have the certain advantages, but it doesn't help me initially now at this point in time, to increase revenues and reduce costs, and that's my main task. You already mentioned um, the need to grow again, of course. Otherwise, 
you know, you, you cut your cost, but then the revenue goes down with it. Um, where do you see the biggest potential, given that for quite some time interest rates, especially in Europe, might be very down? Um, is it in the digital world or somewhere else? So the digital world is hugely important because if we are not on our um, forefront on this one, then in the long term we will obviously use relevance at our clients. So we must become more and more digital, not only digital in terms of end-to-end -end processes, but obviously digital applications for our clients. So there is no doubt about it, and we honestly invest a lot of it. If I think about our platform investments, a lot of money goes into this one. By the way, a lot of people always forget that one. I'm always saying Deutsche Bank has been the first platform bank. If you look at our product, FX Autobahn, that was a product which has been, which has been uh, um, actually uh, put to the market in the late 90s and is the most successful platform for foreign exchange business. We are leading that. We did one mistake. We should have actually leveraged that into other products, which we didn't do. So digital, very important. We do all the, pro, uh, the, all the uh, uh, investments which we need to do. But if we just go now digital, again, we wouldn't harvest, obviously, all what we need to do. And therefore, it is very important that in the day-to-day -day business we have in the private and commercial bank, in the corporate investment bank, that we are very close to our clients. And I, I'm always saying, Deutsche Bank, let's talk about the corporate business. Who are we actually? And what is the DNA of Deutsche Bank? Deutsche Bank is different than some of the U.S. banks like Goldman and um, you know, Morgan Stanley. We actually do not come and start the relationship from the C-suite, from the CEO. We start from the treasurer and go up. We are the bank which is providing the day-to-day -day banking products like cash management, trade facilities, foreign exchange, rates business. That's what we do. And I think this is the way. If you look at Deutsche Bank, we are a debt house. That means... We are one of the best banks underwriting credits. And this is, this is the product kind of level which you give to the treasurer of corporates. If we focus on that, if our first investments go into these business, that there we maintain our, relationship, uh, our, our market positions, like the number one transaction bank in Europe, one of the top three foreign, ex uh, foreign exchange banks globally. If we maintain that and put our investment, then 70% or 75% of the corporate investment bank is kind of secured with, in terms of revenues. That's what we have to focus on. Same in the retail business. We are the bank which is doing the day-to-day -day payments for our retail clients. But honestly, I think we are one of the best private banking houses in Germany. So if we invest into this, then we have the strengths and we support our clients with the relevant solutions they need. And next to that, you need to start more and more in digitalizing your business, what we are doing, so that at some point in time, more and more of your standard business becomes a platform business. And then, honestly, I think uh, we have the right vision for the bank. Somehow, over the years, when you talk to Andrew Jane and Jürgen Fitchen, when you talk to Paul Achleitner, uh, who is still chairman of the board, uh, when you talk to your immediate predecessor, it seemed that everybody had a slightly different idea about what Deutsche Bank is and a slightly different vision of what it should become. Um, so why should we, after all this experience, um, believe you? Sort of what's, um, what's, um, what differentiates you and, and, and your understanding of Deutsche Bank from what we have seen before? Well, I think uh, at the end of the day, you will start to believe me if I deliver on those promises I've given to the market. And that's the issue if you look at our share price. Um, the analysts actually will 
and want to wait for delivery not only on the robust balance sheet and on the cost side, but they also want to see increasing profitability. So you need to really execute on that what you are saying. At the end of the day, I think people will see that there is somebody with, in my view, a very experienced management team who has known this bank for 30 years. I know what the values of this bank are. I know what our people want. I know how a machinery room of Deutsche Bank looks like. And I really think that this kind of expertise you have by being 30 years in this institution, I was on the business side, I was on the risk management side, and I even saw the bank as the chief auditor. That gives you also internally so much credibility that the people are really trying to support you wherever they can. And that kind of spirit I feel in this bank. And at some point in time, if we deliver then sustainable profitability, honestly, the outside world will also notice it. Um, let me come back one quick time to the digital question. Um, which of your products or which of the, of the sort of um, the ideas that, that, that are circling in Deutsche Bank do you like the most? What do you find promising? And, you know, after all, Bill Gates said, uh, we will need banking, but we won't need banks, and you have to show him otherwise. So what, what's the way to do this? So if you ask me for what is so the kind of the most prominent and, and where I'm proud of, again, I'm going back 20 years. Um, that was a more than entrepreneurial decision to put our FX business kind of on a platform um, that really paved the way to, to have a market position, which we have today. We should be proud of this one. Secondly, we are one of the first banks in retail Germany who have an open platform. That means we are even offering on a Deutsche Bank account third-party products. I think that was such a revolution that we did this because for us, the most important is that the client stays with us, that we kind of know what the payments are, where the company and where the client is investing. And even if the client is thinking about there is another product which is on our platform, it's a better suited product. We have an open platform and we let this product be on our platform because then you keep the relevance of the client. You keep the client. And I think that is something where I think Deutsche Bank is actually moving ahead and is also changing its mentality because I believe in this complex world with this kind of digital innovations we have, there is no way that Deutsche Bank can do everything by itself. We need to join venture with fintechs. We need to do certain things with other companies. Otherwise, we won't be there. So I think that is certainly something where Deutsche Bank will stand for. With regard to uh, uh, Bill Gates, um, there are certain issues which are taken away from, from banks if you look into the payment. But honestly, I don't believe, even over time, that uh, banks are not necessary. If you just think about the regulations we have, if you think about the knowledge you need to have for this one, I cannot even imagine that there is banking without banks. I think he's wrong on that one. There we have another one in common with, with the media outlets and the banks. Um, last question. You've become kind of famous in Germany for asking in, in Deutsche Bank and for calling for Jäger mentalität, hunt, well, hunter mentality, if you translate it literally. Um, where do you show that hunter mentality? Where does it lead you? Um, I think it's, you know, it's again something about mentality. You know, when I started in Bielefeld as a junior relationship manager for corporates, it was the most normal thing if you go to a client in the afternoon that the call memo is produced in the evening. 
and that the next follow-up call with the client is done next morning. That kind of passion, that kind of care for the client, that kind of service that you are with the client, you come back, you think about, you take the feedback, and then you analyze the feedback, and you go back to the client with a solution. That is something where I think we need to be more proactive. Sometimes I had the feeling over the last five years, our people still think that clients come to us. No, we need to provide solutions, and that means we need to be more proactive. And therefore, I created that word. Actually, great feedback internally, uh, kind of mixed feedback outside. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, apparently when you talk to your former colleagues in Bielefeld, they say that you were not the fastest starter of them all, but you were the best finisher. And um, I hope this can be said about your current tenure too, that you're going to be the best finisher and that's certainly important for Germany and Deutsche Bank. Thank you so much, Christian Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.